We read a moment ago from John's Gospel in chapter 16, but we're turning back again this evening to the previous chapter, John chapter 15, that this morning we looked at John chapter 15 and verse 5, that this evening we're looking at John chapter 15 and verse 9. John chapter 15 and verse 9, where the Lord Jesus Christ says, as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. John is sometimes spoken of as the apostle of love. In his gospel and in his letters, there is great emphasis upon the, the love of God. John says in his first letter that God is love. Now, God is not only love. If we simply think of God as love and nothing else, then we have a distorted view of God that is very different to the, the God revealed to us in, in the Scriptures. We need to realize and remember that God is holy. God is righteous. God is just. God is true. God is faithful. God is wise. God is, is gracious and, and so on. But while God is not only love, he certainly is love. God is love. And here, in the upper room, we find Jesus and his disciples at the great crisis point. It was the night before he died. The disciples had many fears, many questions. They were going in the days that followed to come under lots of, of pressure. And Jesus spoke to them these great words of, of reassurance. He spoke to them about the love of God. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. And I hope that thinking about these words this evening will, will help us and will, will reassure us. And will strengthen us in the, the midst of the, the challenges and the, the, the pressures that we, that we face. Now this verse divides up very easily into, into three parts. And we're simply going to, to look at them in turn this evening. First of all, we have the Father's love for Jesus Christ, his Son. God the Father's love for, for God the Son. When, when we think about the love of God the Father, we perhaps immediately think about God the Father's love for, for his people. We, we, we immediately think about God the Father's love for, for, for ourselves. And the love of God the Father for his people is a, a wonderful thing. In, in great love, the Father adopts sinners as his his own, own children. Remember how John puts it in his, in his first letter. 
1 John chapter 3 and, and verse 1. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. And in great love, God the Father sent his Son, Jesus Christ, into the world to, to die on the cross and to, and to take God's holy wrath upon sin in the place of his people. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 10. Here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. The, the love of God the Father for, for his people, for his children, is a, a wonderful thing. We, we'll never get to the bottom of, of this love. And yet, to truly understand the love of God the Father, there's something else that we need to think about. In fact, it is here, really, that we, that we need to start. With the love of God the Father for his Son. The love that God the Father has for, for Jesus Christ. And in this verse, Jesus says, The Father has loved me. Let's think about some aspects of God the Father's love for his son, Jesus Christ. The Father's love for his son is an eternal love. When there was nothing else, there was God. When there was no one else, there was God. God has always been without beginning father son and and holy spirit and the persons of the godhead father son and holy spirit have always lived in a a relationship of love in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god and there's been this eternal relationship of love between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Father's love for the Son has, has no beginning and, and it has no end. And not only is the Father's love for, for the Son eternal, but the Father's love for the Son is unbreakable. Some things are advertised as being unbreakable. I, I recently saw a shop advertising that they were selling unbreakable dinner plates. Well, I'm sure you could put that to the test. Everything has, has its breaking point. But not this. God the Father's love for God the Son truly is unbreakable. There is nothing in the, the universe that can break the love that the, the Father has for the Son. From eternity, the Father loved the Son. And when the Son came into the world as a man, the, the Father loved him. And now that the Son is ascended on high to heaven, the, the Father loves him. The Father's love for the Son is eternal. The Father's love for the Son is unbreakable. Something else we can say is this. The Father's love for the Son is seen especially in the work of the Son. Verse 
God the Son came into the world as a man. It's an amazing thing, isn't it? That he, he did not cease to be God, but he, he came into the world as, as a man. And he came into the world with a, a great work to do. And every step of the way, every moment of his life, the, the father loved him. On, on two occasions, during his, his ministry, during the son's ministry, the, the, the father spoke directly from heaven and declared to the world his love for, for his son. This is my son whom I love. And the day came that we've just been singing about. That day when desolate, the Lord Jesus Christ went to the cross, went to Calvary and, and, and died upon the cross, died upon the cross for the, the sins of his people. And how, how the Father must have loved him as he did that work. And even as he cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? How the Father loves him as he does the work he's, he's come to do, the, the work he's been sent to do, the work of achieving salvation for his people. Jesus says in, in chapter 10 and verse 17, Therefore doth my Father love me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. The Father's love for the Son is eternal. The Father's love for the Son is unbreakable. The Father's love for the Son is especially seen in, in the work of the Son. And then something else to add is this, that the, the Father's love for the Son brought comfort to the Son. Mentioned those two occasions when the, the Father spoke from heaven, this is my Son whom I love. One of them was his baptism. The very beginning of his ministry, just as he was stepping onto the public stage. Just before he was tempted by the devil in the desert. And he hears his father say, you are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. How those words must have helped and comforted and strengthened Jesus Christ throughout his ministry. And now, the very night before he dies, he says, the Father has loved me. And yes, he was speaking these words as words of comfort to his disciples, but oh, there was, there was comfort also in these words for, for Jesus himself. The Father has loved me. Uh, as he faced his greatest work, as he faced his most fearful work, as he faced Calvary and all the, the horrors of Calvary just hours away, he thought and spoke of his father's love for him. So that's the first thing that we have in, in this verse, the father's love for the son. The, the second thing we have in this verse 
is the son's love for his people. The son's love for his people. The, the disciples, they, they, they were trying to take all of this in. They, they were trying to take in all that, that Jesus had said to them, all, all, all that Jesus said was about to happen. He'd, he told them at the end of chapter 13 that, that one of them would betray him and, and that one had gone out into the night to betray him. He, he told them that one of them, the, the, the leader amongst them, was, was going to, to deny him. He told them that they would all forsake him. He told them that he was going away. That he would die on the cross. And yes, he would rise from the dead, but he would then ascend to heaven. He, he told them that he would no longer physically be with them. He told them that they would have trouble. The closing words of this discourse in the upper room, chapter 16 and verse 33. In the world ye, ye shall have tribulation. And he says to them in chapter 16 and verse 6, Because I have said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your heart. The disciples' hearts were filled with sorrow. And Jesus says to them, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Can you think of anything more encouraging that Jesus could have said to his disciples at that moment? He says that in the same way that God the Father loves him, so he loves his people. Let's think a little bit more about what that means. We, we thought a moment ago about some aspects of the Father's love for the Son. And Jesus says, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. So, so let's think about those, those aspects of the Father's love that we thought of for the Son. But you're also found in the Son's love for his people. So we saw that the, the Father's love for the Son is eternal. Jesus says, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. So Jesus' love for his people is, is eternal. God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit has, has loved a people from before the foundation of the world. The Father has given those people to the Son, and the Son loved them and came into the world to, to save them, to die for them, having loved them, having loved his people for from all eternity past, having gone to the cross to, to save his people, Jesus Christ will love them for all eternity to come. As the Father has loved me, as the Father has loved me with a, an everlasting love, so have I loved you. And then we saw it a moment ago that the Father's love for the Son is, is unbreakable. And in the same way, then, the Son's love for his people is unbreakable. Some of you, no doubt, will be familiar with that wonderful chapter in the, the letter to the Romans, Romans chapter 8. 
glorious chapter on the work of God in the, the lives of his people. It, it speaks of what God has done for his people, the, the, the blessings that they enjoy, the, the, the relationship that they enjoy with him. All through Romans chapter 8 runs the, the doctrine of the Trinity, the work of Father, Son, and, and Holy Spirit in his people. The, the, the love of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for his people. And, and do you remember how Romans chapter 8 ends? The very closing words of, of that chapter. I am persuaded, Paul says, that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The love of God, the love of Jesus Christ for his people is an unbreakable love. And then we saw a moment ago that the, the love of God the Father for the Son is, is especially seen in, in the work of the Son. And the love that the Son has for his people is especially seen in that work. God the Son took to himself a, a human nature. He, he lived amongst us in a, in a fallen world. What love. He, he preached to people. He, he called upon the people to, to repent and believe the gospel, even though as he did this, they, they despised him and rejected him. What love. And then he laid down his life to die in the place of his people. And to take God's holy wrath upon their sin so that they would be saved from sin and hell and know God and heaven. What, what love? He says in verse 13, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And that's precisely what he did. He, in great love, laid down his life for his friends, that the place where you most clearly see the love of God, where you most clearly see the, the love of, of Jesus Christ is the, the, the cross of Calvary. And then we saw a moment ago that the, the Father's love for the Son brought comfort to the Son. And Jesus says, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. So just as the, the Father's love for the Son brought comfort to the Son, so the Son's love for his people brings comfort to, to his people. Oh, in the, the weeks that followed, the months that followed, the years that followed, the, the disciples faced many precious, much opposition. Many of them. So all of them were, were, were martyred for, for, for the sake of, of Jesus Christ. How these words must have strengthened and comforted them in the weeks, months, and years that followed. Perhaps you can imagine them at times of great pressure 
sitting down with one another and saying to one another, oh, it's, it's so hard, but remember what, what he said to us in the upper room. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. And how that must have helped and, and strengthened and reassured the disciples and enabled them to, to keep going the knowledge that Jesus Christ loved them just as the Father loved him. And if you are in the same relationship with Jesus Christ as these disciples were, if, as we saw this morning, your faith is in Jesus Christ, if, if you are joined to him as the branch is joined to the vine, then these words belong to you just as they belonged to the disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. So when you're tempted, Jesus Christ says to you, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. And when you've fallen, he says to you, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. And when you're lonely, he says to you, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. And when you're opposed and ridiculed, he says to you, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. And when you're confused and you, you don't understand, he says to you, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. And when you're afraid, he says, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. And when you're sick, he says to you, as the, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. And when you're dying, he says to you, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. And when you're bereaved, he says to you, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. If you're united to him, a branch joined to the vine, in all of these times, in all of these situations, you can make these words your own. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. But then there's a third point to, to this verse. We've seen the Father's love for the Son, as the Father has loved me. We've seen the Son's love for his people, so have I loved you. But then thirdly, his people are called to, to continue in his love. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. As we, we saw this morning, to, to be a Christian is to be joined to Jesus Christ. It's to, to abide in him. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. To be a Christian is to be joined to Jesus Christ, to be in Christ. But this is not something passing. 
It's not something we do for, for just a short time. Being joined to Jesus Christ is not like being joined to a, a club or a, a society that we might belong to for a little while and then move on to something else. No, we, we, we continue in him. We, we remain in him. We, we, we abide in him always. And this calls for, for perseverance. Keep on trusting Christ. Keep on following Christ through, through all the, the, the troubles that, that come our way. And to impress this upon the disciples and upon us, Jesus adds here, continue ye in my love. And what does that mean? We read this verse, as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love, or abide in, in my love, remain in, in my love. What, what, what does that mean, we think, to, to, to continue to, to remain, to abide in the, in the love of Jesus Christ? Well, he tells us. He tells us in the, the very next verse. As the Father have loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Those who are joined to Jesus Christ, those who believe in him, who were saved by him, they they love him. He has loved them and they now love him. Nobody can claim to be a Christian if they do not love Jesus Christ. But how is love for Jesus Christ seen? How, how do we know that somebody loves Jesus Christ well Jesus said in chapter 14 and verse 15 if ye love me keep my commandments and now he says in chapter 15 and verse 10 if ye keep my commandments ye shall abide in my love you, know, you, you might have a, a conversation with somebody and um, Charles Dickens comes up in, in conversation and they say to you, oh, I, I, love, I love Charles Dickens. I, I, I love the works of, of Charles Dickens. And you say to them, oh, do you? Well, which, which, which is your favorite? Which, which of his books do you, do you like the most? And, and they say, oh, oh well, I, 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 I haven't read any of them. I, I, I just love Dickens. Well... That, that's an empty claim, isn't it? That, that, that claim to, to love Dickens is, is, is worthless. It's, it's proved to be worthless by the fact that they, 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 they don't read his work. <coughs> and in the same way, if somebody claims to love Jesus Christ, but, but does not live in obedience to his commands, then it's an empty claim. It's a, a worthless claim. This is how his love for, for his father was seen. 
in his obedience to, to his father's commands. And it's how our love for, for him is seen in, in our obedience to, to his commands. Now, none of us obey Jesus Christ perfectly. But for those who abide in him, for those who, who remain in him, this is the direction of their lives. Obedience to him is their desire. Disobedience to him brings grief and, and leads to, to repentance. Perhaps there are areas in in your life right now where you know that you're not obeying Jesus Christ. Well, if you, if you love him, you will repent and, and turn from that and, and turn to him. And Jesus adds here that obedience to him brings joy. So he says in verse 9, continue in my love. He says in verse 10, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. And then he says in verse 11, these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Isn't that important? The world tells us that a life of obedience to Jesus Christ is miserable. The world tells us that a life of obedience to Jesus Christ is restrictive, that it's boring, that it's dull. And that joy is found in spreading our wings and doing our own thing. But that's a lie. Jesus Christ says here that fullness of joy is found in abiding in him keeping his commandments. Jesus Christ himself lived in perfect obedience to his Father. And while he did know sorrow and grief in his life, he was the most joyful man the world has ever seen. Never forget that, yes, we're told by the prophet Isaiah he was a, a man of sorrows, familiar with suffering, and that's true. But at the same time, Jesus Christ was the most joyful man to have ever walked the face of the earth. The fruit of the Spirit is joy, and he was filled with the Spirit without measure. And as he walked the, the path that the Father had laid before him, as he lived a life of obedience to his Father, he was full of joy in, in, in doing that. Oh, sin, it can look exciting and look as though it will give us joy. But it's like those bubbles, isn't it, that children play with. They, they, they grasp at them and then, and, and then they're gone. Joy is found in abiding in Christ and obeying his commands. But, but then the, the, the Savior takes it a step further again. He says, you know, 
Continue in my love. Continue in my love by obeying my commands. That This will give you joy. And then he, he focuses upon one command in particular. Verse 12. This is my commandment. That ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this that he lay down his life for his friends. In almost the same breath that he's been talking about the love that, that he and the Father have for each other. He tells the disciples to love one another. When we love one another. When we love our brothers and sisters in Christ. We love as God loves. And our love for one another displays the love of God to the world. In chapter 13, in verse 34, Jesus said, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another. As I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. If ye have love one to another. Love for Jesus Christ. Love for Jesus Christ that is seen in obedience to him. Love for Jesus Christ that is seen in love for his people. Is fruit. This love is fruit. Fruit that is found on the branches of those who are truly joined to the vine. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Let's pray together.